Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. We've got to, Justin from Seaton's given us a ring. He's on the line now. G'day, Justin. Yeah, g'day, Phil. Hi, uh, Justin. Good timing here. Uh, I wanted to have a chat about China, but I just thought I'd better be a bit careful with Tony going on about it. <laughs> um, I, I'm anxious to get back to China. I've got family and business interests there, and I haven't been able to get there since January. I'm getting mixed messages. I'm hearing that maybe the international travel to China will open up probably as early as March, particularly now that the Americans have got this virus uh, uh, vaccine. What, what's your thought? What are you hearing? On yeah, the well, uh, Justin, what we're hearing is that uh, we think uh, New Zealand may be the first bubble, followed by you know Fiji and the uh, the islands, the South Pacific Islands, then Singapore, Hong Kong. Taiwan, Korea, and uh, Japan, and I think I would put China in that same bag there. If, if uh, oh, really? yeah, if the numbers are down and, and there's under control as they're saying it is, so I think from a business point of view, I'd say probably we're talking March, March, April. But certainly, if there's a vaccine coming, that's going to could speed up the process as well. So, well, you mean people in China can travel anywhere within their own? Uh, yeah. Population. Yeah. Able to do that since May of this year. Yeah. Look, look. I, I, out, but, yeah, but uh, you know, I don't see any reason why we can't have China as part of the mix. Uh, I, I certainly, uh, early, I, I certainly think it will be in consideration. Uh, just when, Justin, I can't make that comment. But you know, there's a lot of business being done, and I, and I honestly think that we need to get up there from a government point of view to make sure that we heal some of the relationships uh, because it is going to affect trade if we don't get people talking to each other over over the desk sort of thing rather than you yeah. know in the paper because i think when well, you see headlines it does news, the good news on that i heard that this morning from my family in china they're telling us that until we get a socialist government in australia <laughs> trade relationships are not going to <laughs> don't hold your breath justin yeah. whatever you do. phil uh, you've got a special guest uh, talking about uh, cruising and things like that yeah we have and, and it's a very special area and it's dominic uh, barrington from hurdy gruton and uh, you know norwegian and and uh, they're going to talk about their stuff that they are doing their cruising they're going to do later next year later so we're, next so year? we're talking okay. late next year for antarctica yeah. and uh, th- these guys are just specialists at this sort of of travel so i want to welcome dominic on board and uh, ask him that uh, you know how he sees it and what his role will be and and the hurdy gruton and tell us all about hurdy gruton because you've got to get it right as you say it so i may be saying it wrong so dominic welcome to the station uh, thank you very much, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about parts of the planet that I am uh, totally and utterly engrossed by. The, uh, um, the Antarctic, I mean, I, I'd love to go down there. I, I, rather than go on a plane, I know you talk about a plane, uh, to go on one of these ships, oh, it'd be fantastic. Only way, Tony. Yeah. I mean, look, the plane is if you if you can't have the time, and the, have the time and the budget and everything yeah, right, else, okay. and, and you know, it makes you nervous. But I've been down by, by sea twice, yeah. and I'd go third time. Would you really? Yeah, because yeah. it has such attraction. Dominic, what is makes uh, Antarctica such a popular destination for the adventurous traveller? And really, you don't have to be a adventurous traveller. Yeah. You just want to have that passion to go just and see a, the, the just seventh continent. Just be a yeah. sticky beak, you know? I'd love to get well, in there. I think yeah. at, at heart, um, we are an Australian's uh, explorers. And being an explorer doesn't mean that you have to be the first. But what it does mean is that you have an attitude about wanting to experience something new, something extreme, an environment that is pristine and pure and spectacular 
and can kill you in a nanosecond. <laughs> um, you know, there is something about that purity, and it means that you come back a changed person. And as an explorer, when you come back, your role is to share what this amazing continent has done to you. I haven't met anyone who has been to Antarctica who it has not yeah. impacted and affected strongly. Dominic, you, 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 yeah, you touched the word explorer, and yeah. it's exactly what I felt when yeah. I left Ushuaia in South America to go there. I thought, I'm coming now an explorer, not just a traveller, but an explorer to see this part of the world that uh, not a lot of people see. No. And he's right, you want to come back and tell more people about it, you know. And um, If you're into photography, uh, yeah, it'd be a great place uh, to be. And, and Michael Keelan was, uh, went down there with a group from us and, and said the same thing. He said, I yeah. just want to tell more people about how precious this continent is down there and what we must do to preserve it. And I think, Dominic, it's part of your role, isn't it, with Hurdy Gruton uh, and sustainability that you, you worry about all the time? Um, it is. I mean, you know, I mean... No Australian pronounces the name correctly, um, and I'm, I'm a chief offender in that. We um, um, we pronounce the GR, and that seems to get dropped by um, uh, when the Norwegians say. Essentially, the name means the quick route, and it um, comes from the establishment of the company over 125 years ago um, as sailing between Bergen and Schirkenes, and so they became the lifeblood of the coast of Norway. So... Norwegians have a relationship with Hurtigruten the same though that we have a relationship with Qantas. Yep. That it is deeply embedded. Um, I, had a, I had a colleague who had just come off six weeks working on the ship, had gone home to see mum and dad. He was exhausted. He was like, right, okay, I'm off to bed. And his mum's like, you can't go to bed yet. You've got to wait 15 minutes for the southbound midnight soul <laughs> um, because it's coming past it. So they know the schedules. They know the yeah. ships. And what they do, which I think is lovely on the coast, is they turn their lights on so that you're not sailing down a darkened coastline. Fantastic. Um, so that's how embedded um, the company is um, in the Norwegian culture. Um, and it was also a um, Norwegian captain who set up the route between Tromsø and Spitsbergen up in the Arctic. Um, quite a, you know, a well-known chap. Um, he actually went down with um, Roald Amundsen um, for the South Pole um, expedition by the name of Otto Svedra. And as a company, we're honouring that um, tradition of exploration and expedition by naming one of our new yeah. explorer ships, um, Otto Sverdrup, and it's going to be working on um, the coast of Norway as the coastal expedition product. But we actually have our two new hybrid ships, um, Roald Amundsen, which I'll be working on, and Friedolf Nansen. These are essentially giant Priuses of the sea, um, they have the battery, so constantly the um, the battery packs are being charged with excess energy from the engine and then topping up the engines as needed. So we have four very big diesel engines on board and they generate electricity and it's the electric motors that drive the ship, which makes the ship very smooth and quiet because we don't have a traditional um, propeller shaft which oh. vibrates. Yeah, yeah. We have these electric pods that hang from the bottom of the ship's they spin around in 360 degrees. They make the ship smooth. They make the ship quiet. And often I've been on the deck, on the bow of Amundsen, talking with guests and saying, hang on a moment, I'm just going to duck up to the bridge to check to see whether we're on oh, really? uh, full electric mode or... Um, <laughs> it's as quiet as that. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, and Dominic and Phil, uh, Malcolm from uh, Modbury North uh, here in Adelaide has given us a ring with a, a question about cruising. Yeah, hello, Malcolm. 
Yeah, hi, hi, Tony. Hi. Uh, hi, Malcolm. Uh, I had a uh, Euro River Cruise, one of yours, booked yes. for this year, group escorted out of Adelaide for May, obviously postponed. I was given a choice of with APT of them holding the money or rebooking for next year, and I took the rebooking because I wanted to do it. I eventually got a list through my consultant, a list of um, dates, uh, so I picked the first one being the middle of March, and I'm beginning to have doubts about that now as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I would move it to, to a later date, uh, is my judgment, Malcolm, on this at the moment, because of the Europe figures at the moment, uh, numbers going up. So I'd be talking more uh, June, July, if you could make it, and, and you know, if the vaccine comes in as early as they say. So, oh, I, yeah. it's, I, Malcolm, go back to your consultant, talk about it, and uh, just say to him, can he look at a later date for you, because I think that what that's what I'd be doing. All right. Okay, Malcolm, thank you for the call. Uh, Phil, uh, cruising to the Antarctic, it, it sounds wonderful. Uh, how much are we talking about? It's, it's, it's a fair... Uh, Dominic, what, it's about 11000 with including airfares to go for the uh, your programs, which are uh, how many days all up? Um, well, there's a... There's, I've only been looking at the website today. Yeah, um, okay. I think the Australian office, we've just released some new products where we have included... Um, extra days at the start and yep. the end so yep. that being South Australians and appreciating a fine red, you'll have the opportunity <laughs> to indulge in um, some of the beautiful Malbecs that they have in Argentina yep. and um, some of the great steaks. So uh, you, you take it out of Ushuaia? I'm, I'm just uh, trying to you know, keep up speed uh, with you. I think the 20th, um, we either sail uh, Gold Arms the next season, in the 21-22 Antarctic season, we'll yep. be sailing out of Punta Arenas in Southern Chile. Ah, right, Chile. okay. Yep, and yep, on the other we've side. we've also got feet off Nansen, we'll be sailing out of the Shuai. So you've got yep. a choice of Going port. down, yep. Yep, um, and and, the, yeah, and Dominic, the good thing is from uh, from Adelaide, with if we've got the flights going to New Zealand now and on, and yeah, and we've got everything under control, we can fly then you know through that area quickly, you know, from Adelaide to Auckland, and then on to South America, and terrific fares. And I noticed your package that the special we've got here today, uh, valid for departures between August, uh, sorry, October twenty one to March. Uh, 23, um, just under $11,000, and very good conditions, uh, uh, Tony, if things did change and you couldn't go, yeah. you know, you've got guarantees there for getting your money back very quickly, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's look, it's a destination I've done twice by uh, sea, twice by uh, plane, but definitely I'd go again yeah. because it is a unique destination and, and, and just the silence and the sound and the colours and just the wildlife uh, across the board just makes it unique. So, uh, um, Dominic, just a final question. What makes Hody Gruten Voyage so unique to uh, to our listeners to, to entice them to want to do this trip with Hody Gruten because there's other ships going down there? What makes the Hody Gruten, and I'm probably not saying it the right way, uh, so special, so unique? Uh, I've worked I've worked for, with other shipping lines, and when I started with Hody Gruten, I felt definitely that I had found my tribe. I think there's a good cultural mix between um, Australians and Norwegians. Um, yep. It's a great feeling and there's a great understanding between the two. We have these amazing science centres on board now um, and run citizen science projects. And we actually have a waiting list of scientists wanting to come, bo come on board the ships to en enable them to collect data. And then they share that um, their projects and what they're working on with everybody. Uh, so we have our science centres set up with microscopes that are attached to big screen TVs. So again, being aware of COVID, that not everyone's looking down the clustering around one microscope. Everyone can stand back and see what 
someone's looking at under the microscope and listen to what they're, they're saying and describing. Another uh, question, yeah, another question. Yeah. How, how many on board at any one stage and uh, is there freedom to go on the bridge with the captain and, and talk to them and, and all that sort of thing? Because I just love that, uh, things I've been able to do in the past. Yeah, the open bridge policy has changed. Um, I'm not, yeah, I suppose I'm not probably yeah, at the moment, the yeah. One. Okay. But yep. normally what we do do with the bridge is we do try with the... Um, uh, we do try and organise um, bridge visits, yep. um, but I do not know the current state okay. of All right. the, COVID, the COVID safe plans are yeah. uh, under constant review, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I haven't seen the latest update um, on that. Okay, okay. Uh, but there is plenty of space on board. And one, thing, uh, one of the beautiful things with Nansen and Amundsen is you have the bow area that you have access to outdoors on the bow. Yep. But underneath there is an enclosed bow with panoramic windows. Wow, wow. So you can actually have the feeling of being outside and, you know, being on the, the bow of the ship but actually being a little bit protected from the elements. <laughs> um, yeah. Then up high we have um, the Explorer Lounge Bar, very large expanse. One of the things I love about the ship is the open feel that you get and that you can actually see through the ship so you don't feel closed in. Fantastic. And there's nothing like being on um, a ship and just sitting and watching the feast that goes beyond the eyes. I think if you speak to anyone who's been to Antarctica and they ask you to describe it, they end up saying, you know what, you're just going to have to go. Yeah, 100%. As trying as it sounds, nah, yeah, that is the honest response. Yeah, you're, 100%, is, you're 100% right on that, Dominic. Everyone is impacted differently by the continent. I find I come back, you know, this... This year would have been my 15th season in a row down there. Wow. Every time I come back, I feel I'm much more sensitive towards waste and overpackaging. And one of the great things um, about the company is it was the first cruise line in the world to ban single-use plastic. So where possible, okay. single-use plastic is gone. So you won't get plastic straws on board. You won't be given a plastic bottle of water or be able to buy a plastic bottle of water on board. We provide you with a reusable, refillable um water bottle and we have our water stations set up across the ship where you can refill your water bottle anytime. Right. and to get you in that habit of you know having a water bottle and reusing your water bottle you get to take that water bottle home fantastic fantastic dominic we've got to go we've got a lot of other more stuff to talk yep. about as well but just want to say thank you and, and i'm excited that we're planning for you know getting down there to one of the great continents of the world in uh 21 and i think it's exciting the stuff you're doing with sustainability uh the new ships down there so if people are interested uh, please come call to our stores ring up and we can tell talk to you more about what hurty gruton does and one day uh, dominic i'm going to do the northern lights with you as well because i just <laughs> wanted to that so thank you dominic thanks for being part of the show and we're back in a moment or so you've got a question about travel the borders are opening we'll talk to phil in a moment or so about the fact that uh, from uh, well in about a week or so's time uh, the 14th of november the border with wa will be opening uh, some of the uh, some of the great stuff up there in far, far north queensland the tropical north queensland some of the holidays available up there back in a moment or so you've got a question for phil here's the opportunity give us a ring right now south australia discover the magic of summer in the tropics in cairns and great barrier reef Marvel at the incredible underwater coral gardens and bask beneath a waterfall in the lush summer rainforest. Phil Hoffman Travel can get you there with a four-night Port Douglas package starting from just $269 per person. Book now at Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au. 
South Australia. Discover the magic of summer in the tropics in Cairns and Great Barrier Reef. Marvel at the incredible underwater coral gardens and bask beneath the waterfall in the lush summer rainforest. Phil Hoffman Travel can get you there with a four-night Port Douglas package starting from just $269 per person. Book now at Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Phil Hoffman talking about travel. You've got a question about travel, and we've all got questions about travel right now. Give us a ring. MSF uh, advising that the, the threat posed by a truck fire at a roadside has been reduced. The incident was located at the corner of Grand Junction Road and Dunstan Road at Wingfield up in Adelaide's northeast. But the, the MFS advising uh, the threat posed by the truck fire has now been reduced. We're glad to say. Phil, there are so many questions about travel. What about uh, the fact that the, the borders with WA opening up? All I of a sudden, know. Marcus decided oh, to You know, on. that was like someone from heaven yeah. said you got a message to yeah, us. Yeah. We were so excited because we were told April 1st uh, next year. Yeah. And anyway, November the 14th it will open up. So South Australia will be able to go over there and vice versa uh, but it means that for next year for the Kimberleys and that it's really going to open up it means the Indian Pacific now can go all the way from Sydney Adelaide to Perth you uh, know via Kalgoorlie and that so again we're very very happy with that but Tony you know you can now go to Tasmania direct today we had a seminar you've got what three flights down yeah, there yeah and we, yeah. Ha- we had a seminar today for people wanting to know more about Tassie oh Tassie we had, we, yeah we had 50 there today yeah. and they are so anxious to book and go once they go to Tassie as you feel, they'll want to go back again. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, yeah, there's so oh, much to go and see yeah. and do. So we were wrapped that, uh, you know, the, the keenness of, of the traveller. Uh, but Tony, one of the things I've just identified in the last probably two to three weeks is yeah. talking to friends of mine with who've got older parents. And I yeah. said, oh, mum and dad going to travel this year with us yeah, or yeah. next year? And they go, oh, no, they're nervous of leaving South Australia. And I said, why? They said, why? They're frightened of, of the borders being, cha- you know, the rules on the borders being changed. And I said, well, so hang not- on a minute. So they go on a holiday and worried when they come back into Adelaide. That they may have changed the rules and they can't come back in and, you know... And, or and, we're still got to isolate for a yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, really? so, and I said, that's not going to happen. And if you have, there's going to be a lot of warning about it and everything else. But I else. can understand so, that. You have yeah, a lovely yeah, holiday yeah, well, and wh- then, it, then it's all buggered up when you get back here when you can't come home. And, Tony, what they're seeing is segments on TV where they're talking about the New South Wales border and Queensland yeah, and all yeah. the... And confusing the, the confusion issue. Confusion issues. Yeah, yeah. So they think... But, but we really are lucky as a state yeah. that we can go out now, really, to most parts other than Victoria, to most parts of Australia. So people shouldn't be worried. We can go to Lord Howe, we can go to Norfolk Island, we can go to Cocos Islands, we can go to Christmas Islands. And the thing about it, Phil, you talk to the consultants at Phil Hoffman Travel and they'll tell you exactly what the situation is for the holiday you're planning and and, and more importantly when you come back. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and we'll we'll do it all. Last night I I went up on uh, to um, Trinity Beach on the weekend. I went up Uh, to Cairns, uh, Alison and myself on Saturday and came back last night. Trinity Beach, Mission Beach, Palm Cove. It's just beautiful, you know. Part of the yeah, world, it though. was a great part of the world, but gee, you look at some of the airports and see how deserted they are when oh, you. Really? Yeah, so but uh, but you know the, the Qantas crew last night were absolutely outstanding in yeah. terms of service and looking after us and that, yeah. and uh, you know they gave you the mask and you, and you can wear it. But uh, no, I got to say, uh, we're seeing a lot more people getting up and going, and which is 
exciting. People, but are, people are keen to... Yeah, it's people a lot of pent-up demand. And so we, you know, when you talk to Queensland now, you you can fly direct into Gold Coast. You can get up to uh, to uh, Cairns, yeah. you know, with direct flights with Jetstar. The, my friends who own this apartment on Trinity Beach, it's a three-hour uh, flight from Adelaide to uh, to uh, Cairns on yeah. Jetstar. So you can leave here in the morning at 7. You're, you're in Cairns by 10 o'clock. They're in their home by or their apartment by uh, 10.30. That's and then you rent a car and you can do that Absolutely. incredible pa- drive up to Port Douglas. Port Douglas, Palm and Cove. And see Paul, Ma- Paul Macon when you're up there. And Tony, i got to tell you, I went to uh, Yorkie's Knob, uh, really? to a marina there, uh, and they had a raffle for a meat tray. Oh, and guess who won it? Guess who won it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be handy on the plane. Well, no, no, no. I left it with all my, my friends there, so we had a couple of steaks and a couple of sausages, but, but I had to laugh because I just felt lucky. Yeah. And I said, this number's going to win. And next minute, out come the oh, number. And, and you won the meat tray. Meat tray. So, and so. Alison's <laughs> looking at you thinking, God, just what he needs, a bloody meat tray. <laughs> and a, well, a feed. You, you mentioned seminars, and you had 50 for the seminar this morning, uh, yes. talking about Tasmania. Yep. Yep. Got any more seminars coming up? Yeah, we've got Oceana coming up. Now, What's that? Well, it's it's a cruise line that is really what I think I established a lot of our cruise clients with, uh, Tony, because it was just a beautiful cruise line that came out to started, you know, selling in Australia. Yeah. But what I loved about it was all about country club casual dining and eating out and, and uh, dressing and that, not the black tie, not the heavy stuff. So nice and, and casual. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're coming out there with their 21-22 program later next year. So it's, they're not sort of being okay. ambitious thinking they're so going to get So you've got plenty of time to plenty plan. Plenty of time. Yeah, so yeah. on, uh, I think it's August, uh, sorry, it's on um, November the 26th, I think it is. So about a year seminar. away. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but we've got the seminar coming oh, up. This seminar, and yeah, And o- yeah. Oceana people coming down and they'll be talking oh, to our clients. Okay, so right. if people are thinking, Tony, about next year. And, and, they, I, and they are. We and are. they are. And, yeah. what, and what I'm saying to them, Tony, all the time, don't forget that all those who were going to travel in 20 had to defer. They're going to go in 21. Oh, they're chafing at the And all the 21s chafing want to travel the in the 21. So yeah, it's, it's going, going to be, be busy. A, it's going to be a busy year. And once we get the, you know, the vaccine going and we get the flights going back, it is going to be a very, very and busy year. And that vaccine, the news this morning, <sighs> yeah, good. Yeah, look at the stock market. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, David, you're at McGill with a question for Phil. Hello, Dave. Hello, going. Hey, guys. Hi, David. Okay? Yeah, good, Phil. Now, Phil, I've got a question for you. Now, um, my wife and I, we, we want to book for WA, so we want to go to uh, Cable Beach up yes. in Broome, right? Yep. So yep. we want to do three days in Cable Beach. We're talking April next year. Yes. And then we want to do three days in Perth and then come back home. Yep. Now, I know that on the 14th, they're, they're, they're talking about a controlled border. Now, um, if A, if you can explain what a controlled yeah. border we, is, and two, we do I still need to apply for a G2 pass? Because I'm not a, I'm not an essential worker. No, no, we can now... I'll, I'll be no, there as a tourist. Yeah, no, we as a tourist now can travel after November the 14th. And a controlled border is that they are still stopping people, say, from Victoria coming in there. So it's not an open border. It's like in oh. Queensland now. You know, we as South Australians can go into Queensland and out of Queensland, no problems. We can go into Northern Territory and go to Tassie, where we'll be able to go to WA. So, David, you'll be able to go as a tourist and do exactly what you want to do, and we can help you with all of that. All yes, you do, gen- all what you do, David, generally, is like we did is just fill out the forms arriving in WA and, and etc and then when you're coming back to South Australia you just go on the government thing with SAPOL and you just put in your details that you've been to WA and you've come back and you haven't been overseas in the last 14 days and you haven't been to Victoria or whatever and it's done quickly it's the done airport. quickly There's I, plenty I, of came, people I, there. I yeah. came past last night all the girls knew me and they go yeah. 
We don't right. need to see your ID, Phil. We know you. You are, you know, and they're from airline <laughs> yeah. girl, staff. So, and and David, I was through in probably one, not even one minute last night coming through with efficiency because we had right. applied online and uh, all done. And so, right. we can, and so, we can. So what? So, so if I can say, if I can just interject. So what you're saying, Phil, is that after the 14th of November, as a tourist, I can, my yep. wife and I can go for April, but we still need those two forms: yes. one for WA yes. and then one for SA. And you guys can do it, Phil Hoffman Travel. We, right? we can do all that for you. That's what we okay, do, and, and so you don't have to worry. We can stitch up the whole thing, uh, and if you're thinking of WA, it will be popular next year, and Broome will be t- particularly yeah. because no one's about to go. So give yeah, us a ring when you're ready, Dave, and sit down with our clients and uh, our uh, consultants, and we'll help yeah. you. Right. Is Norwood, uh, Norwood still open? Yes, is, is, oh, yeah. all our stores are open, David, so go out to Norwood, see some yep. of the consultants there. They'll look after you and they'll spoil you. Okay, thanks, right. Phil. Thanks a lot. Thanks, David. Pleasure. Uh, Phil, before we go, this is from uh, from Ellen. Ellen Perkins said, with the borders open with the states except Victoria, can I drive to the open states without doing any of the government paperwork, etc.? and what's required to be done? No, you have to fill the forms in. Got to uh, fill the forms even in. Even at the border when you're driving. it doesn't take long, no, does it? No, no. It's, you know, like a three-minute, four-minute for- formula. But I've got to tell you, my wife did one of mine coming back from the Gabo for the grand final. And deliberately made a mistake? She said, I've been overseas in 14 oh, days. No. So the policeman rang me, and it was lovely. He said to me, he said, have you been overseas? I said, I haven't been on a plane anywhere for nine months. And I said, he said, well, you filled out your form and you put a tick on that you've been overseas. Is Alison trying to get rid of you, mate? That's what I thought. She didn't yes. want me to come back in, you yeah. know. <laughs> anyway, he was a little lovely. He said, no, don't tell her off. Just say that, you know. There was yeah, a little right. uh, yeah. And Gee, uh, the boyfriend would have been disappointed, I know. He? I know yeah. when I arrived and walked back in the house together, yeah. So, uh, Tony, look, it's easy, you know, and you just follow the, you know, the, the things and put your, the right quote. But they do ask you quickly, yeah. you know, um, have you been to Victoria or wherever? Have you been and overseas? Overseas. They, they, they ask right, all yeah. those questions. Have you been anyone near, close yeah, to right. anyone with COVID-19, any symptoms, whatever? Uh, I think it's good. Tony, what I am impressed is that in Queensland alone, for me, having only just been to Queensland, yeah. Their tracing is so much more powerful than in South Australia. Now, really? I went this morning for breakfast with really? a meeting yeah. and uh, and coffee over the road just a minute ago before I came on the show, and there's not a lot of tracing going on. Whereas in Queensland, we couldn't have, we couldn't go anywhere. We didn't have to put our name, our telephone number, oh, right, and okay. show our driver's license. So very strict up in Queensland. I think we need to. I think we could, could ca- tighten it up. Yeah, and get the QR codes going and all that sort of thing. Because again, it's the tracing. It can identify quickly and close anything down if we were to get such a thing to happen again in South Australia. Look, we seem to have a great record. So, you know, the, the medical and the fingers police have crossed, gone, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. But I think we just have to be super careful. But uh, but it's getting exciting as we see more. things are changing. All of a sudden, borders oh, are opening Tony, up. Yeah, There's maybe a COVID, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I vaccine I, on I the way. I think I'm yeah. breathing without the oxygen at the moment. Oh, good idea. <laughs> Phil, thanks for thanks that. Thanks, Tony. Always a pleasure. If uh, you're thinking of travelling, get in touch with Phil and the people at Phil Hop and Travel. Simple as that.